There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 510 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Glennie the Lego Master. <laughs> the, more perfect, the most perfect union between man and, man, man and hobbies to create a hybrid superhuman <laughs> who also is great at Lego. Even I'm lost on this one. What, what's the backstory here? Oh, it's, it's on on Lego Masters at the moment. Like he, this guy was on Lego Masters a couple of seasons ago, but like the the one at the moment is like a grandmaster's sort of, you know, returning champions or returning favourites, and you know, being put into teams and and you know, playing, you know, the next season of Lego Masters. Yeah. And there's a guy, and and, and I know I'm, I'm sure I said it. I'm sure I said it to him back when I think I think Simone actually is the one that came up with it. You know, so as much as you want to send me death threats, Glenny. Um, <laughs> And there's a guy on there who's like the, he's the most chilled fucking he's like the most chilled lovely guy. Yeah. Throwing up sharkers and stuff, he's just fucking chilled. And he looks like Glenny if he had dreads tied up, you know, tied up at the back like a pony like a high pony of like dreadlocks. Oh god. And so so I put it in a Facebook group last night, I put a picture of him in the Facebook group and said, Listen, the scientists have have created the the perfect Glenny slash counting crows hybrid. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, but fuck. I mean, that picture, that picture wasn't the, the best one. But I mean, you just you look at him and you go, "Fuck." Maybe it's because he's so chill. I don't know. But there's just there's, there's just something that's just unmistakably Glenny about him. Because he's so chill. I've just said he's so chill, and he's such a lovely guy. So that's thanks, you, mate. That's, Appreciate that. All for all the, for all the for all the stuff that you do to me. Stop on, on the show. Do and not also in, do in not text messages. do that. Do not do that. <laughs> For all the stuff I do to you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, they're, like, they're the worst sorts of abusers, the ones that are nice in public and then send you horrific text messages or beat you up at home when no mm, one's watching. Nothing, nothing, is, nothing is secret or behind closed doors. It got screenshotted within approximately 14 seconds and was posted for public viewing. So there's nothing yeah, happening behind people, closed doors. People, people, have to, yeah, people have to know. I mean, hashtag me too. Bold. Yeah. Hashtag me too. You've got to you, you you have to put you put your abusers on blast. <laughs> that's it. So pe- so people can see. I mean, no more hiding in the shadows. That's what I do. Is this, I hide in the shadows. No, no more no more of this abuse behind closed doors. That's what I do. <laughs> society society in twenty twenty three won't won't stand for your gaslighting and your your, your fucking abusive behaviour on the download, Lenny. Where you're portraying this nice. You know, it's just toxic. It's toxic in it? for himself in this cold, hard tough, world. Tough, harsh world, Nathan. Get it right. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's called coercive control. It's oh, terrible. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise that Jay knows what it's called and knows all about it. Well, well, well. 
<laughs> That's it. You know, if, if we're going to stomp it out, we need to be informed. Oh, yeah, it's to be an interesting James, game of Twister watching you stomp James, yourself out. Like, like repeats things on it every second Thursday. <laughs> James, James just repeats stuff that the prosecutor says to, about him in court. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Jay. Delightful. Oh, all right. So this is a double episode. Um, we had the. the the long weekend and um, you know Easter Monday games and stuff like that, so we didn't do the Monday night episode. Um, so which, we... which, to be fair, I don't want to hear any other fucking manly player whinge ever. We just had fucking Jesus round, which which meant that their games were all fucked up and we couldn't do proper episodes. So are you thankful, manly? There you go. Ugh, I don't think I don't think anyone's complaining about. It. Oh, actually, I, yeah. I mean, I saw some people in the Facebook group. Yeah, where's my episode? Where's my yes. free episode? Fucking it's here. Titled cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, you listeners. Look, yeah. The real. The, Look, at the, the, the real... Day, there's other podcasts out there that you could be listening to. Just saying, they're not as good, and they're probably hosted by cunts. But they're there if you want to listen to them. Be our fucking guest. Otherwise, shut up and wait. Just uh, you know the. The views of of, uh, of Glennie do not necessarily represent the views of. That's it. We do we podcast. do sincerely apologise for <laughs> for the gap between episodes. Um, you know, and, do and we? without a, without public holidays, we certainly would have had your, your episode at the usual time. But we thank you for your understanding because you know we know they're the kind sorts of people that listen to this show. Yeah, fuck your understanding. See, that's a, that's a, the perfect the perfect illustration of two personalities laid bare right there, <laughs> because because only one person was being honest in what they were saying, <laughs> and, and it was Glenny. <laughs> it's up for you to decide which one is you know more insidious. <laughs> Fucking all right. Um, so how are we going to structure this one? And obviously, we've got the games, the, the recaps. Um, Fourteen years we've been doing this. And now you're asking how we structure it. Yeah, because well, we're, we're combining it together. And, like, you know, so we, we, we would do news sort of on the the, the previews re, one. Re, more recaps, and, news, previews. Let's go. All right, cool. That's good because I haven't got any fucking news anyway to, <laughs> to speak of. <laughs> I am still in massive, massive holiday mode at the moment, I'll be honest. Um, not that I get any days off, but just having the kids around and everything like that just makes things more you know, less structured, more holiday and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I can sleep in later because I don't need to get people to school and shit. I can't wait till um, you slip into fucking cut your hair and trim your beard mode out of holiday mode because you look like a fucking hot mess. Well, I mean, see, I take that as a compliment. I mean, coming from you, Glenny. <laughs> <laughs> so he has hair and a beard. You've said, hey, mate, you look the opposite of me. <laughs> Yes, that's why I don't like it. Yeah, oh, Glennie's about, about to come into fucking Toowoomba winter beard mode, right? Nah. Or you're no not going back there? Nah. Yeah, why not? It's just easier to shave your whole <laughs> fucking head I, apart from your eyebrows. I was about to say, because my entire beard is now grey, but then I looked at you and you don't give a fuck. Yeah, who fucking cares? <laughs> might, might I suggest? Be fucking, um, gro- be, just be fucking graceful in... Some some Jason Saab style tundra facial hair. Oh Jesus! Where there is oh, just a, little... a fucking sparse and desolate landscape surrounding 
strange patches of growth. Oh, could you well, imagine the, the cuts bending together I'm... to fucking mock me if I started growing that shit on my face? Oh, wow. Because I used to do the sidey thing, but I mean, not since, like, you know, I was getting, like, skin fades and stuff like that. It's really weird to have, like, sideys when like sideburns when you've got a when you've got a skin fade because like they're just sort of coming out of nowhere they just sort of sat out there like little fucking islands yeah like you know mate i mean but you know maybe it's the style i mean he's obviously come home from a fucking stint in prison and got fucking pumping iron and eating well, and uh well, well maybe maybe that's where the fucking peds have caused hair to grow and he just didn't shave that morning yeah maybe it's caused some sort of uh some Straight sort of werewolfism growth. Fucking, <laughs> we'll get right, to that um, game. Oh fuck, we will. Um, right. So uh, Thursday, Korean housewife, Melbourne Storm, twenty-eight, easily, very fucking easily dispatched the Sydney Roosters eight. Um, the Storms twenty-eight came through hat trick to Xavier Coates, uh, Meany and Munster with tries, Meany three conversions, Munster a penalty goal. The Roosters had uh, tried to Jackson Paolo with uh, a conversion to Sam Walker, a penalty goal to Sam Walker. Munster responded. I, I thought Munster responded with a cracking game, um, aided and bettered by the fact that Hughes was back there with him and that, that combination was rekindled. Um, I was surprised the way Melbourne just... Because the Roosters actually started quite well. Cheese, you know, had, took control of the ruck early and they, they sort of got him on the edges and you thought, you know, it would look like it was going to be a cracking contest. But Melbourne, once they clicked into gear, the Roosters couldn't stem the tide. Yeah, I think just as we said in the in the preview to this one, the the combination of Munster and Hughes is such a, a an offensive weapon because it makes them dangerous both sides of the park at mm. once, and there aren't too many sides that are like that. There's you know, obviously one one side's generally more dominant than the other, um, and then for for the counter side, I don't think Walker had his best game of the season, and so there were a couple of times when they went to his side that I think he let the Roosters down a little bit. Just in his decision making, um, yeah, and he's a, a fucking young kid, and it's it's still an ask to make decisions in a split second when you've got hundred and twenty kilo fucking behemoths steaming down mm. trying to kill you. I'm surprised teams don't but, get at him a lot more than what they do. He's he's the, the the way that they, you know, obviously he has an element of toughness where he, he stands up to the defensive assignment, yeah, but he's the game plan and the way they structure. Um, and the way he's protected as yeah. well is is impressive. Yeah, because players of that stature have come and gone from this game and been found fucking wanting very very early and very quickly in their careers when they've come into first grade. Yeah, there was a comment later on in the show. It's about the Dolphins game, but but there are a couple of games that it could have um, been pointing to this week. And I think the the Storm now, even though they don't have like they don't have their superstar spine anymore. Uh, having a having representative class six, seven, and nine isn't a bad thing, but Nick Meany's doing a fantastic job, mm. but he's not he's not Pappenhausen. No, and their outside backs aren't of the caliber that they once were. So I think that just says a lot for the, the their halves and hooker just actually getting them to where they wanted to be consistently throughout the game. Yeah, Hughes and, and Munster are the yeah. the, the anti plod. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? Nope. Matthew in the Facebook group. He said, I hate to admit it, but Munster is probably the best player in the comp. Hard to dispute that at the moment. 
Uh, Jared, Harry Grant, the magician tonight as well. Radley spends more time in the bin than a used condom. Yeah, that was unfortunate, wasn't it? You see, he is now, he is now the uh, the second most Simbin player in um, the NRL era. Wow. After Morley? Nope. Who? Latrell. Really? He's one ahead. Yeah. Fuck. And then you go back to, um, fuck, like someone like Jason Stevens or something like that. There's, there's very few old players in the, in the I top echelon. I would have fucking bet money it was Adrian Morley. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to... Have he probably leads the send-offs. I was, I was just yeah, about to say, true, is, that, yeah. is that the distinction there? Yeah, it must it must be. But Mommy Morley, remember, remember, um, it was Magic Round last year, and he got and he got chucked into bin twice, right? It was like it was a crackdown round. I think it was Magic mm. Round. Yeah, and he got sent into bin twice, and there was all this discussion about, oh, he's got to, yeah, he's got to change the way he, does, you know, plays. I mean, this because yeah, I remember that. He's a fucking liability the way, and also, I mean, because the other thing he decided is he knocks himself out a shitload mm. as well. Um, he's learned nothing. Yeah. And changed nothing, and said as much at the time, though, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Came out in response to that. And was this like, is why I've tackled since all six. Yeah, yep. Like I've never, I've never liked the guy. He's like a little dog shop merchant, but man, he's going to fucking rub himself out of the game. He's going to take care of himself the way he's going yeah. because, because I mean, this is the thing. It doesn't matter, you know, how good the good things you do are. I mean, if you want to spend ten minutes off every game, or knock yourself out in however many minutes, like it's that's a liability. Exactly. For a team to carry. And segueing into the last comment on that game was Sam. I said, last week I mentioned the one guarantee in rugby league was White and kicking out on the full. Is the other one Radley getting sin-binned every game? Sir, we have just answered your question, and it is yes. Yep. It sure feels like it. Um, The South Sydney Rabbitohs, 50 feed the Canary Banks down Bulldogs 16 at uh, Acor Stadium. The Rabbitohs, 50, came through tries to Cameron Murray, Jacob Host, Cody Walker, a hat-trick to Campbell Graham, and a hat-trick to Latrell Mitchell, with uh, Latrell getting six of nine conversions and a penalty goal. Doggies tries to uh, Avarillo and a double to Matt Burton, with Burton connecting with two of three of his conversion attempts. You said Munster responded. Um, Latrell certainly. Um, Dimitri, I'm sure he knew what he was doing, but um, <clears throat> had the comment a week or so ago um, saying that, you know, be nice if Latrell could find his way into the game earlier, and mm-hmm. certainly did that in this one. He was yeah. he was heavily involved. He was up for the contest, um, and you know, obviously, Addo Carr's injury takes away fifty percent of the Bulldogs' attacking potency, <laughs> of, um, and uh, and it re- was reflected in the scoreboard. So. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, look, the, the the pieces of the Rabbitohs that you demand excellence from all all stood up. I mean, Cody Walker was great. Latrell was obviously great. Uh, Cameron Murray, yeah, was critical. Yeah, I mean, was. some of his work with ball in hand was was amazing. Campbell Graham is back. He's uh, he's back on top in terms of his form as well. He is and on like, both sides of the ball. He, yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to say he's underrated, but I like, just as a as a pure centre, he would have to be the form in his position at the moment in the competition. Like, every week, he goes out and gives a, a pretty much flawless performance, mm. and he is heavily involved. Heavily yeah, I remember involved. last year there was a member side, I think me and Glennie were doing it. 
and I was just I was just abusing him because he yeah. was just fucking up and just I'm pretty <laughs> sure you labelled him Bjorn Borg there and fucking half and then the second talks. and in the second half he came out and, and you know had, had a great second half and sort yeah. of clawed some of the back. <laughs> but this is also but this season, well, though, yeah. like that that Cody Walker is exactly who I want to see if I'm paying to go and see rugby league games every week. Like that's the, the game he had. He was measured. There was none of that ridiculous brain snap, Cody. Yep. And he was back to that brilliant stuff he did. And you don't talk about it so much in rugby league because it's a, you know, g- generally uh, a sport where everything's happening in front of the player. You know, as in the defense is always coming at yep. them in front or the ball's coming at them from in front of them. But that try that they scored where the ball almost looked like it was going out, Walker's taken the pass, has almost fumbled it and gone out as he was falling managed to gather yep. the ball in as he was falling, twist, and pass it back and find Luttrell. Just yep. the pure athletic ability, the body control involved in that sequence, that's what makes him brilliant. And that's two weeks in a row now that he's put in a performance where he's let his football do the talking for him. Yep. So if there's more of that to come, then Souths are firmly back up there in terms of uh, you know um, legitimate contenders. Yep, and uh, they have... Now rubbed out the Bulldogs, who joined the Canberra Raiders in the uh, cannot win the premiership this year basket. Fantastic! And then there were fifteen. <laughs> yeah, were they really naive? <laughs> <laughs> well, mathematically and uh, and, and uh, what do you call it? Like superstition, superstitionally. Um, the oh, you got to do socials, don't you? I was just uh, Greg. Greg, you said 17 dogs crucified on Good Friday. Sounds oddly poetic. Uh, Chris, you said you can buy as many players and coaches from us as you want, but you can't buy our culture. Enjoy the 50 burger, you plebs. Thomas, you said we still didn't start putting in until 30 minutes in, which feels like 50 minutes against a competent team. We've seen so far this season that isn't soon enough. So while it's fun to take the blue dog out back with the shotgun of a 50 burger... It isn't making me more confident about our season as a whole. Um, Matsi, he said, I can't be fucked making it, but just imagine the meme of the Scooby gang yanking Cameron Seraldo's mask off and underneath it's just Trent Barrett. In reality, losing out of car was a massive blow and the Preston Sinbin gave the Rabbitohs and the Trell the chance to go absolute beast mode. Burton did a great job despite a terrible situation. I, I want to be careful what I say here because obviously there's the whole, oh, you're just you're pissed off that he left Penrith. Burton doesn't thrill me as a six. No. I, and I'm, Especially when he's been very good at, at other rep levels. Yeah. As a centre. Yeah. But they're just they're just trying to justify their decision to, for the money. To pay him want. so much money, yeah. 100% yeah. they are. 100%. He, he's, there, he's there on spine money. And he's, but know. at the end of the yeah. day, honestly, if he's, if he's playing in the centres and he's the best version of a rugby league player that Matt B- Burton can be, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. Isn't that the team getting the most benefit out of the player they're playing so much money to, regardless of the position on the field? You know, okay, <sighs> yes, 5'8 should, you know, theoretically yeah, that's it. be paid more than centres, but okay, so he's an isolated case, but he fucking wins his games. Who cares? I, I guess then you get into that argument and then there's that Newcastle thing where, hang on, we've paid stupid money for a fullback and it's now limited severely what we can spend yeah. on our, on our I also think you get 
you get some centers when it comes time to contract negotiations, setting Burton as a precedent and saying, well, well, he's a center and he's getting paid this. Well, yeah, that's it. When you do what he does on the field, then you can fucking come in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, so they, you, you take him out back on, in, on the field straight away and you go, okay, can't. Fucking throw up one of those fucking yeah. throw up one of those torpedoes. Yeah, that's it. Eh? <laughs> All right, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, impress me. Hey, if you finish with the socials, I was going to say the last one on that's from uh, our mate B dot forty three on Twitter. He said, "Watching the Bulldogs play really makes you think that maybe, just maybe, spending millions on system players isn't the way to achieve premiership success." It's a backhander, eh? Um, it's a good point though. Like. Gus came into Penrith and was like, oh, yeah, I'll win you a premiership, but it's not soon, and it's going to take this, and we're going to build up this junior nursery and build up our our teams coming through. Mm. And then he's gone to the Bulldogs and said, yeah, I'll win you a premiership. I'll just buy all them. We're just going to get all those ones. <laughs> because, because it's impossible to replicate that at Canterbury. Yeah. There's not the same yeah. size nursery. There's not the academy. There's and there's not the same size. And, and there's not the same size like mafia mafia like exertion on mm. surrounding you know surrounding juniors and everything that, that mm. Penrith put on like players when they're yeah. way too young to be making decisions about their future, and the way that they they're basically threatened with being blackballed if they don't <laughs> if they don't like yeah come on board the Penrith their allegiance yeah. yeah if they don't pledge their allegiance to, to the Panthers so. Um, yeah, and and obviously geographically doggies. I mean, you know, they're sandwiched. They can't do not, they can't do anything like that. Mm. Um, I just wanted to give the like the, the the best social of the entire game by far. Yeah, was fucking our mate Chapo, who fucking about two minutes forty seconds I think was left on the game clock. Tweeted out something like I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just going to paraphrase here. But he tweeted out something to the lines of, you know, these fucking cowards couldn't even put fifty on us, <laughs> and I was like. And I'm like, dude, there's like, they got like three more sets. And why the fuck would you do something? And sure enough, they, you know, they hit 50 and then everyone just fucking jumps on it. And <laughs> He and loves he, it. He lives for that shit. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's like, he's just like, look, I look, you know, I said it. I live by the, st- I live by the sword. I'm like, well, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, a bit more common sense. And you might not have to fucking, you know, pull your sword out, all right? No, fuck down. Um, now we move on to the Dolphins defeating the North Queensland Cowboys, 32 points to 22, up there at the Abattoir. And the Dolphins, 32, came through a try to Tom Gilbert, a double to Hamaso Tabuai Fado, and Jermaine Osako, three tries, the hat trick as good wingers do. Three conversions and a penalty goal to add to that tally. The Cowboys, 22, tries to Holmes, Hess, and a double to Cole Felt. Three conversions to Holmes. Genuinely surprised at this fucking result and the way the game sort of played out. It's obvious that the Dolphins are playing somewhat on on raw emotion and energy at the moment. Yeah, but But the fact they they clawed it back, though, after the the losses and the injuries, I mean, actually, they've recaptured it again. Wayne's doing a, Um, a miraculous job. But yeah, what what I what I think I love most about the Dolphins is those those players that were not not always but sometimes unwanted elsewhere. Well, Osaka was absolutely unwanted by the Broncos, so he and got the, Titans. the yeah. Titans. And then the Titans had him languishing at Tweed or wherever their feet wherever they're feeding and they did not want him. He goes Which to the I... Dolphins and everyone's looking at it like, Oh that shit, I mean, us included. Yeah. But man, like his finishing on some of those yeah. fucking tries yeah. was yeah. incredible. And he's always had that in his game. I'm just not 100% on what 
the big knock on him, whether he's a liability he's, defensively I, I, or... I think it's just... Well, he wasn't maybe playing well. I mean, like maybe he's a that, shit trainer. I, I don't know. I, 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 think he's a, I think he's a Wayne guy. I think Wayne just knows how to get the best out of him. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Because he was good. He was good at the Broncos for a time there too, remember? Yeah. And this is... I'm with you, Glenn. I, I remember just watching Broncos games with him in it. And, and I don't think he made any glaring fuck Yeah, like, like athletically... He was the He's guy fucking the right there, right? Throw the like, ball yeah. to take the field goals as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, Milford's on a million a year, passing off to him, letting him fucking slot him over. That's it. Slot Give him over him. from fucking two meters out from the fucking <laughs> yeah. touchline. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but just like across the park, mate, you're exactly right. They got, they had the air taken out of their balloon pretty fucking severely in the last yep. couple of weeks, be it from the teams they played or the in, like, long-term injuries to key personnel. Yep. But fuck me, that team's playing like a group that's been together for a decade. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and, and the hammer is the guy from the North Queensland Cowboys who was stuck behind an incumbent player yep. and couldn't get the, the, his first choice position who left. Yep. That Pongo thinks he is. And the nice yep. thought Pongo was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hamso is that, he is that guy. I mean, he's fucking yeah. killing it. Yep. I want to give him... Sorry, you go. No, go, go. I want to give a wrap to um, Tom Gilbert, first first and foremost, uh, but also Lemuelu. Yep. Those guys, in the absence of Kafusi, yep. certainly yeah. in this game, they stepped up and they were like, we're going to be the guys who are axing people. Our first contact is going to be fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. And... And the Cowboys didn't like it. And the Cow- we've spoken before about the Cowboys not quite being where they were last year and, and, and have probably dropped a level. Um, I feel like they can get back there. But they they just didn't enjoy having the contest physically taken to yeah. them by the Dolphins. They they That's didn't it. like that at all. And and it just... And, and uh, Marshall King... I, Wayne, I, Wayne is doing absolutely working fucking miracles with him as well. I, I've yeah. never, I've never rated him as a as a as a fucking NRL player, <laughs> let alone a hooker, right? Yeah, but he's, and, he's he's legit playing well now, though. Yeah, hundred percent, and has been all season. It's it's Wayne. Yeah, for sure. The, the you aura, can't put it down to anything else. They're attracted. The aura, the aura is still there. Yeah, this season's proving it. And and I think the fact that they're obviously they're. You know, it's a new club. They're all making a, a fresh start. That has to play into it as well. But he, the way Bennett is actually getting so much out of them, is yeah, really look, impressive. Like, yeah, be, living living adjacent to the community and being amongst the, the you know that that community almost daily. Mm, I mean, yeah. a, the excitement. I mean, it must be like fun as fuck. Yeah. to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, yeah but when they had those losses and then the injuries mounted and like to key in, you know, playmaking injuries. Yeah. And you get yeah, Kafusi suspended for several weeks. Like that could have been the start of the you know the, the beginning of the end for them. But they've once again they've turned, they've turned they, they had a couple of bad losses. They've turned it around. Had a good win against a team that's probably better than the ones they lost to. Yep. And and to and, do it up um, there as well. That's regardless of how the Cowboys yeah. are going specifically right now. That is still a fucking hard place. Both conditions wise, but also the fact that crowd comes out. It's a, it's a tough crowd well, to win. Well, they turned in front that of. into a fortress since they got their yeah. new stadium. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, to go out and grind out a win like that up there, off the back of two games where they they you know they copped a bit of a pounding, um, yeah. both you know obviously in losses, but also 
as you said, Jay, the injuries, etc. It's it's impressive. I, I think for the cows, though, the, a, a lot of the success last year came off the back of their defence, and that came off the back of being a couple of notches fitter than any other team out there that they came across. Because you remember they looked amazing. Yep. Then they had, after they went on that winning run, their first match against Penrith. And it was still at that time where Penrith just kept going up a gear and the Cows stayed with them longer than any other team in the competition at that stage. But then Penrith had that final gear to go and the Cows couldn't keep up. I don't see that in the Cows at the moment. Mm. Yep. You know, and, and that's what happened to Penrith You know, when through the, the COVID year. They just came back and they were fitter than everybody else and they were blasting teams. Then when they got into the finals... By that stage, everyone else had caught up, and it was well. No, you actually have to play some football, and that cost them in the grand final. But the yeah. cows, I don't think, have that solid enough base underneath that fitness advantage. So if they don't have that, I see them struggling for a lot of this season. Trying to well, you see, you, you, you see, like you know, you know, they talk about second year syndrome with players. We're seeing second year syndrome with this Cowboys yeah. side. Yeah. And maybe they and maybe they just caught fire and overperformed last year, and this is the and, level. And maybe it's a test of of Peyton's. You know, like he's he's still a relatively inexperienced coach. Yeah. And you know, you've got to ride out. You know, and it, it's probably something he has to learn and evolve with as well to to ride out these times and 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 drag the team back up collectively. Um, it can't be easy to do, and it, it's easy to say guys like Bennett and Bellamy keep doing it year after year, but it's it has to be a learned skill. But they do keep doing it year after year. Like yeah, absolutely. You know, hmm. um, socials on that one. Anything else you guys want to add? No, no. To that one, no. Ah, uh, Ben just fins up, Facebook baby. Group. Yeah, fins <laughs> up. Very poor first half. Not sure what's happened this year, but we need to get back to the defence we had last year. Dolphins earned the win tonight. Uh, Liam, what a game! Could have gone either way. Great to see the stadium sold out. Both teams putting in a big effort. Queensland league is getting stronger every week. David, couldn't have made that any harder on ourselves if we wanted to. Flippers for hands in the second half. Courageous to hold on despite all the fuck-ups. Rodney, Dolphins rudderless in the last 10. Lucky to intercept a penalty from a rush kick. Cowboys playing like we expected them, uh, like we expected them to last year. Uh, Gus, this is that comment I was referring to about the games earlier in the Melbourne game. Once again, Bennett shows us how simple a game this really is and how little you actually have to do to be successful. The Cowboys, in contrast, show us how easy it is to mess up by not doing the basics. Yep. That's that's one thing you're always going to get from a Bennett team. Yeah, I reckon the Dolphins have probably got like a, a lower ceiling than, than most sides in the comp. Yeah. Easily like, you know, 10, 12 sides in the comp. But yep. their floor, however, yeah, is, you know, potentially like top six. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. Uh, MJ Groom underscore AU on Twitter tweeted at us and said, Cowboys have lost their attack and defense mojo. It's like they hired Inspector Cousteau to find it. It's a comedy. There we go. That's a, that, that, that Deep is, cut. That tells, well, that, that tells us the age of the yes. commenter in that case, I think. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, if you, you, you know, there's, there's, there are numerous detectives to pull, you know, from over the years and you know if they're going like with, with Clouseau or Columbo or something, there's... Like, they're of a certain age. <laughs> you know, uh, than like, respect, you know, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. How's your blood pressure? Yeah. 
Yeah, get, your, get your colonoscopy done. <laughs> okay, the move on to Saturday, and the Penrith Panthers 44 defeated the mighty Manly Seabs Eagles 12. Mm. The Panthers tries through uh, Nathan Cleary, Brian Toto, Scott Sorensen, and Dylan Edwards with four tries. Cleary, perfect seven conversions and a penalty goal. Manly tries to Saab and Tommy Turbo with two conversions from uh, Daly Cherry Evans. And I've got to say, just those conversions were fucking spectacularly like crisp, like touchline fucking hooking over the fucking black dot. Maybe you should do more fucking goal kicking. But um, oh, you can go first, Jay. Make it quick, um, cunts. I would just like to say that this now puts to bed once and for all um, who is the, the dominant half in the competition. It's Cleary. Um, who is the dominant fullback of the competition? It's Edwards. I don't want to hear any more fucking ramblings about either of those pretenders ever being fucking good. You guys can go back down and play yeah, against twenty percent possession big, in the first half rates. and the fucking back spasms from the fucking warm up before the game. We we're fucking playing, playing injured and playing without any ball. Fucking. If only they gave a fucking Dally M for excuses, you'd be a fucking runaway winner. Cool. Does uh, it pay? So, the, so you're saying your fucking most injury prone fullback of all time had injuries? Fucking. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant news. Um, you only doesn't make it doesn't make doesn't make it less true because that I know you have the most injury prone fullback in the history. <laughs> he, he, of the was, game. he was he was had back spasms and had the needle up for the game. You have, you have the Adam Reynolds of fullbacks. Oof, yeah, I don't know deep, about that. Fucking Pappenhausen hasn't taken the field yet. It's a deep cut. He, he's not a player anymore. He's gone. <laughs> oh, what do you call Ponga? Ponga is fucking. Ponga hasn't. He's only been on the field for fucking thirty minutes. <laughs> They're this gone. Season. That fucking. Dumb mulleted water boy down in Melbourne. He can fuck off too. <laughs> Bow down. Um, no. <clears throat> this one was very, very simple. Um, it, it's been Manly's problem now for, for a couple of years running, and I don't know how much fucking any Harvard education can just say to them, hold on to the fucking ball. Obviously, your six was your fucking weak point in defence. Now, yeah, but it wasn't. When, it wasn't. Ju- it wasn't just that. That's where it started. That, like that, they, exactly. An elite, an elite side, you know, targeting a kid in his in his run on, you know, debut in a position that he doesn't fucking That's play. It. I mean, obviously he was going to be a target, but the problem was through the with the injuries through through the back line because I mean there was three players out from the back out, of, you know, from the seven in the back line. The de- depth is a problem because obviously you get fucking, um, you know, you have to bring in potatoes to cover. Exactly. And you know, and if you carry and if you carry a certain number of potatoes in the seventeen players on the field, then it just means it's very difficult to be successful. But the problem was you had Ko Weeks getting exploited in his first game, with Schuster being out. So then there was no combination with the next guy out, which was Tulangi, who got fucking exactly. raped, which fucked it up for the two guys on the outside because they had to try and come in and make up for the fuck ups of the previous two guys exactly. on the, in on the line. And, and, and then that's... Ruben gets knocked out as well. So then you have to fucking reshuffle that, and you've only got one original piece out of the four guys on the left hand side of the fucking ruck. Yeah. Um, Against an elite side who are fucking, they don't need that anyway. Correct. But th- this is the difference, and that keeps going back to that word you keep saying, elite. What Penrith did exceptionally well all fucking night is it wasn't as if you see these sides and there's, okay, there's a new person in the defensive line. Or even when somebody gets sent off and they have to, to restructure a defensive line, they'll they'll run, you know, uh, inverted commas, traffic at him all night. And that, that involves sending forwards at him yeah. and make, making him make one-on-one tackles and trying to wear him down. I don't know what the point of that is. If you're a fucking first-grade player, you should be able to be effective enough in a one-on-one tackle situation that it's going to be a fucking hard night for you. 
Yeah, but when you, you do that, it's not just about the defense too. It also it also just saps your energy to do anything it's when certain, you've got the ball in your hands, you know? Yeah, it certainly does. But what Penrith did exceptionally well was they didn't send one person at him. They mm. sent three. They sent four. They yep. sent options at him. And instead of just forcing him to make tackles and hoping he fucked up, they forced him to make decisions. Exactly. So he's fucked physically young, and mentally. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Know. And I don't, I don't think we'll see him uh, wear the six again. I mean, yeah, his versatility is great. I mean, he is an, he is an excellent fullback, and he's yeah. uh, and he's been a great sub, you know, playing out of hooker. But well, I think what he established um, well and truly is that he is uh, he's definitely not a five eighth. Well, certainly that's not the time to try and fucking see if you can be a five eighth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I think in the in the in the short term, I don't think we'll ever see him there um, again. And uh, let's hope Grimace can fucking fix his legs. Um, He's going to fucking Lieutenant Dan magic legs because fuck me, I'm sick of that fat cunt and he's fucking, you know, minor calf twinges and <clears throat> fucking quad twinges and it's always, everything's a twinge trying to carry his fat guts week I, in, I, week I, out. I was also <laughs> impressed at the way Cleary and uh, Luai were combining. It's been a, a little while since we've seen them run a little bit more freely like that. We had Luai turning up over on the right-hand side of the field and, and then you know, the next set, Cleary was floating left and they were actually combining with each other, which we haven't seen for a long time, but I think that's a good thing to get um, Luai more involved. Uh, Nathan, in the Facebook group, he said, this is the Manly Siebes Eagles. Ryan, he said, it's almost like Aaron Woods projects an aura of decline when he joins any team. Well done, Penrith. Brendan, Looked like Painface was playing on one leg out there. DCE just showed how much of a cuck he is sitting back and watching the Aussie halfback tear his team apart. Matthew, that first half was a lesson in how to dismantle a side. Hard to remember a more clinical, dominant display. I'll tell you when it was. It was the fucking grand final last year when we did it to a full-strength Parramatta Eels. That was when you saw a more <laughs> clinical fucking... They in a game have... that meant something. <laughs> <laughs> they must have known Manly's only game plan was to win the second half. Sure, Panthers took the foot off the pedal a little, but good pressure, application, and some true grit shown by Eagles. The sort of grit that dogs have been showing during the worst injury run in the history of rugby league. Fucking hell, cunt. Uh, Liam. Fuck and me, I, thought, I thought listening to you, cunts, was fucking bad enough, but then you had to read that shit. Could you imagine being that way? For the Canterbury Basetown Bulldogs, my fucking god! It is. Could be worse. Three. Could be the Tigers. Three. We don't kink shame. Must be cellmate to a scaff brother. Uh, Liam, now Nate, can you verify this fact? Sure. That Manly have not beaten a top four team in two years. No, that's ridiculous. Because they've they've beaten teams that were in the top four. They'd be in. Uh, I don't want to go back through two years and fucking admit, but they've, so they've, no, beat, they've beaten teams. They've, they've, they've beaten, no, not technicality. They've beaten teams that are in the top four when they played them through the season, like Parramatta Eels and things like that. And then yeah, Parramatta, like in 2021, Parramatta Eels were in the top four, but then they just slid to fifth or sixth or something by the, you know, in the last week or the second. Like, I mean, they beat them then. It's ridiculous that this stupid fucking top four narrative exists. But um, So Liam, yeah, I, cha- I challenge you to explain your top four narrative. It's a Fox Sports narrative. So what, what are you said. saying? That they they beat Parramatta when they were fifth, but then Parramatta went on to finish the season fourth. No, no, they beat te- they beat they beat them when they were they beat them when they were fourth, but then uh, and at, at late in the season as well. But then they say, oh, but then they finished fifth at the end of the season. Oh, so, okay. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so they go, oh, that's not a top four thing. Fuck out of here! They were, they were fucking entrenched. They were first for most of the season and entrenched in the top four at the fucking time. Yep. 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 Okay. I just want to. 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. finish off, sorry. I was just going to say, I just wanted to, the, the one guy, I want, the one positive I want to give a shout out to is fucking Jakey. I, said, I saw a statistic through the week. He is averaging, in 2023, something like 84 minutes of game time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And the cunt and, and the cunt making you know making fifty tackles with no misses and shit like yeah like, that guy, that, that cunt he deserves better fucking hell Graham he said I've been praying for Turbo to stay fit enough to play for New South Wales all season but that bitch straight up quit tonight fucking sad to see yeah might look pretty fucking stupid when you fucking see the reports of uh, the twinge before the fucking game getting getting the magic spray and then getting needled at half time so if this is the thing though why play him at all. If he if if he needs to be kneeled to get through a game in round six, a round six game, it was, yeah. it, was, it, was ba- it was back spasms. It wasn't an injury, and he's fine. This oh, week. now he's now not. who's on fucking technicalities? So if well, he technical, that's literally what was back, reported. I don't know what but the if, fuck. Okay, you... so in, injury spasms, <laughs> to, tomato retardo. Right? No, no spasms are not an injury. Sp- spasms are, are a discomfort that that, that that it force you to you know not be able to obviously perform at your athletic best in a sport where you know you're an, you are an athlete in the sport. Okay. So it's not like um, his job is to fucking sit at a desk and fucking um, talk about football. <laughs> Back spasms there probably don't affect you so much. Get us you know you can get a stand up desk. You can get through it. And you probably don't even need a needle. Just take a couple of fucking new But this is what I'm saying. If it was going to affect him so much, why play him? Well, that's the thing. I mean, it affected him. It affected him, like, you know, attack-wise or whatever. But, I mean, like, it wasn't like he was fucking passenger or anything out there either. I yeah, mean, okay. can't score to try and fucking, you know, so. Um, yeah. Benny on Twitter, he said, Manly, with such a lack of interest in this game, you'd think it was a pride jersey. And uh, I'll leave the, the last comment of this to our good friend Hammers. Um, who has cooked manly more than he's cooked any sort of food. He said, these mighty manly Seabs Eagles look eerily similar to the mighty Seabsman Broncos. Delightful. And that's a, a, a Gold Coast Titans fan. I fucking uh, love uh, okay, that guy. Someone, someone who uh, has never tasted the nectar of success <laughs> and, and, and in all likelihood never will. So instead you can enjoy the sweet nectar of these nuts. You fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> the Canberra Raiders 20 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 14 at Suncorp Stadium. The fucking boil over. The Raiders, the little Raiders that could got up there, 20 points, a double to Rapana, Albert Hopawade with the other try, which incidentally, it's, it's actually good seeing him finally become a first grade player after years yeah. of hype and then failure when he played for Manly, failure when he went to, to, to the Raiders. But now, you know, a couple of years removed, he's actually starting to be like a, a decent like solid footballer. Um, Croker, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. And didn't they fucking love their little, little son coming back? Old teary eyes. And the Broncos 14 tries to Cobo, Ricky and Arthurs. Uh, Reynolds, one of three conversions. I'll tell you, on the Croker thing, this is how I love seeing the interaction between socials and, and sport. So obviously when he was named, there were a subsection of whether Canberra fans or not, I don't know, on the internet that went out and was like, oh, fucking great. You know, 20, 20 points down that side guaranteed. Or, and also, they were the same people that. saying that shit when he was playing yeah. previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, get, you know, he's fu- he sucked. He's fucking cooked. He, he, he's cooked. Fucking get rid of him. It was all about his performance. No, yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say all. I'm sure there are some fuckheads out there that, that went too far. No one was saying. Rugby League Twitter. Some fuckheads. 
sorry. There's, or, there's a statistically pockets. significant percentage. Like, you know, no, no one was having like personal attacks at him or, or making threats or saying inappropriate things. And he's, it's hard to be racist against him, but no one was doing that either. But um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, he did. Oh, Is there a race of people that fucking get, the... get around with? Teary eyes? Get that little teary-eyed cracker off my fucking teeth. <laughs> oh, look at you, you fucking ducky. <laughs> fucking ducky. Oh, uh, fuck. But and and I think I think it was the the camera the camera account afterwards sort of screenshot some of their the things and it was like oh you know like Cob- Cobo hat trick guaranteed and they put up Cobo stats for the for the match and then. Um, <laughs> Oh, here's uh, this, this, this. Um, Croker, zero missed tackles. Like, yep. That was that was the fucking best way to deal with it. Exactly. I know it's not always possible because performances aren't always as positive as his was. But I, I thought that was fucking great. It was a nice way to say, fuck all you cunts. Yeah. Essentially, look at the scoreboard. Yep. Which I exactly. And it's funny, this game, is, and it really does illustrate how... Like precarious the Broncos' undefeated status was over the last over the last month, particularly because this game really wasn't a lot different to their wins and yeah. even some decent sized wins. Yeah. Um, however, this game was Marty Tapau's knee away from them remaining undefeated. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, look, you know, hypothetically, you don't get a try for you don't get a try for fucking Jordan Ruffin and knocking the ball on. After getting hit in the head, I mean, like they don't give you six points for that. They still had to fucking find a way to score those points, but but yeah, they had a, they had a good opportunity at the end. Without doubt, and oh my god, Fox Sports or whoever the fuck, you don't when a player gets a crack to the head where they are just fucking Vesuviusing blood out of their face. <laughs> you don't have to have the camera on the entire fucking time, just quietly. Oh, we get it. The dude's suffered a, suffered a significant head injury that he's obviously clearly not faking. Yeah. We don't need to see him sitting there with blood fucking pissing out of the fucking... Out that of was office. a lot of fucking blood. Yeah, it really was. Like it was geyser-ish. pissing out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, one of, those ones where, it was one of those ones where it goes, it's, it's coming out and you can... You, because, but the way the blood's coming out, you can actually count his pulse. Because... <laughs> <laughs> It's just spurting every time these heartbeats. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, look, he certainly wasn't faking that contact. Let's be at the end of the game, he wasn't laying down for the penalty. That's for sure. Uh, like some players, I was fairly impressed with the, for the most part, what I saw, especially after the match. During like live, there was a lot of, oh, what the fuck? The, how was that a penalty? What was he supposed to do? Oh, and also at the ground, there were a lot of Broncos fans booing the fucking player yeah, who had the audacity to stay down when his head had been fucking clipped. That was fucked. I mean, that's but, standard. I mean, you're used to it. That's, that's, but that's, for, that's what for the most part, yeah, life. People, like, and it took a couple of people sort of screenshotting the rule book to say contact with the head. Yeah. You know, Our mate Solzy. He's the first one I saw that. Yeah, that is true. I saw him there. But the, the Raiders showed that when... When they play their style of football and play it well, that they they can mix it with most teams, you know, who are you know, I guess genuinely vying for a, for a finals berth, and that's low mistake, high quality defense, 
And what do you fucking know? Having a half that doesn't take attacking opportunities in the red zone and just boot the ball into the fucking third row of the stands, giving away a seven-tackle set all the time. <laughs> they won this game without White. Yeah. And one thing I found so fucking weird was after the game, everyone they spoke to was tripping over themselves to talk about how, oh, they, they, they did it without Jackie, and but if he was here, they probably would have still done it, and we can't wait for him to get back in the squad. And There was just something fucking weird about it, and I don't know whether they're mm. overcompensating because of the contract talks oh, recently. Clearly yeah. they feel like he's, he's he needs some persuasion to stay, which is a yeah. dangerous sign for... It also, for, like just, it also means it's you know it's like it's like team harmony and what you know players don't want to come out and say oh yeah we fucking did it without him maybe you should go find the fucking money elsewhere no but they could yeah. just say nothing exactly they could just talk about the boys that were there yeah no one asked them about Whiten right but but multiple people really tried hard to get it in there that they were looking forward to him coming yeah. back into the well, team. Maybe, maybe that was just a maybe that was a storyline that was that was used to inspire them in training through the week like you know maybe people people right. don't think you know wines out people don't think you can fucking beat these cunts yeah, and so maybe that maybe that was one of the things that was sort yeah. of a rallying cry or whatever that was drummed into them through the week Jesus rallying cry fucking hell anything else you guys want to say on that one rallying yeah. cry without the towel <laughs> Ben Said, you think it was St. Patrick's Day with the amount of green baby gravy in the living room tonight? Great to see teary eyes back on the pitch. Excellent. Hayden, I think the Raiders came out and just thought, let's dominate on defense, hit them hard, and win the middle so they can build from there. After taking more hamstrings, uh, taking more hammerings than a prostitute on an office chair in an orgy, the Broncos felt stunned and slowed down and couldn't get on the front foot. Good old weak gutted dog sticky to go to Brisbane to beat the Broncos on their home ground. Uh, Peter. He said, fuck, it's good flogging a dead horse. (laughs) (laughs) Lachlan, now that's a loss the team needs. Although the Rapana injury could have gone a different way, we didn't win because we were out enthused for the first 60 minutes. Been that way for the last four weeks, except the Tigers. I reckon we'll fix that and lift the standards moving forward. Uh, Hazza, with close to what I consider the, uh, the comment of the round, apart from Hammers, I did love that one. He said the Raiders should get Fuck a cut from all the new Dolphins merch being ordered tonight. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> uh, and JR underscore Buff. He said Broncos extend Kevy's contract and the Broncos immediately lose. Insert Scorsese cinema meme. <laughs> yep. There you go. Okay, the uh, Gold Coast Titans, 20, defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 18, uh, down there at the Hope Solo Coliseum. The Titans, 20, tries to Campbell, Sami, and Sexton. Boyd, three conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons uh, tries to Lomax, Rabalawa, and Ben Hunt. Lomax, two of three conversions and a penalty. What do you got, Glenny? The battle of the biggest cunt fan base was a close-fought battle, but in the end, the Titans predictably, predictably come out on top. Um, Is that to say that they are the, the biggest cunt fan base to you now? Oh, look, you know, this week... But or the, because they lost, because the team that lost is, you know, yeah. they go, they're the biggest, yeah. Look, I just, for this week, I think the Dragons are still... I just still, need you to explain the rules of your game to me. Well, there are no rules. <laughs> I make them up as I go along. I think that's, that's fairly right. obvious. Um, to their credit, though, the Titans, they kept coming at, at the Dragons. Dragons started well um, through Lomax. Um, you know, play to your strengths, kick the ball high and let that cunt go get it. Um, but the Titans hung hung in and... Um, at times it wasn't pretty, but they 
you have to give him credit for fighting for the full 80 and, um, you know, jagging jagging the win um, through Sexy Boy uh, with a, with a you know, couple, a few minutes remaining. And Tanner Boyd was, was good enough to kick to conversion to put him in front and they, they held on at the end. So, um, yeah, Dragons had their opportunities to win for sure. I think, you know, Sloan uh, was dangerous. Um, ben, ben Hunt had another moment he'd probably choose to forget. But, um, you know, they they came to play, but the Titans, um, as I said, they, they just kept coming. And the, the I think the thing that would be most impressive um, from their perspective and certainly for the fans is the, the fact that they fought for and, and kept coming for, for 80 minutes. And that's, that's ultimately what got them the win. Yeah. That's it. Any else you want to add to that one, Nate? No. Noughts. He said, no Brampton, foreign, even so. Fuck, we are a stupid football team. This includes a comp that has the West Tigers. This fucking guy. Hammers. On the third day, our Lord and Saviour JC rose again and delivered us into salvation, forgiving us of all our sins. Also, suck my dick. <laughs> that guy's so shit at commenting. Where? <laughs> uh, one-eyed tiger he said Ben Hunt's transition from hero to zero you hate to see it but more than that you'd love to see it in a Dragons jersey <laughs> Dean, yes you do taking off little in the second half for Plod Embi is the griffinest of the griffin ball yeah, yeah they're coming for him now oh, he's pretty well protected though did you see Ben Hunt's reply to that yeah I was going to talk about that in the news thing. okay we'll get to that uh, Scott Ben Hunt got pants by Toby Sexton, and I am in utter shock. Also hilarious that every try was pretty much a carbon copy of each other. JC concedes a try. JC scores a try. Ravalawa scores barging through a bunch of defenders. Sammy scores barging through a bunch of defenders. Hunt scores through a silky movement and some ballsy play. Sexton scores with a ballsy dummy run. Lomax the villain, and I am here for it. Uh, Mup on Twitter. He said, this Easter we're reminded that Jesus was the Gold Coast Titans of skateboarding. And at Hero Six M O T Y, the fuck does that mean? Is that Tyler Hero? Oh fuck! I don't think I want to read your comment out now. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Is it? No, no, no comment for you. Fuck Tyler Hero. Fuck the Miami Heat. <laughs> fuck everyone associated with them. So that's it. No, nah, he said couldn't have scripted it better. Hunt dropping the ball at a crucial time. That's fucking go. weak. The Newcastle Knights 34 defeat the Warriors 24 at uh, in Newcastle. Uh, the Newcastle Knights 34 came through tries to Young, Frizzle, Crossland, Kurt Mann, and a double to Greg Marzu. Miller, five of six conversions. The Warriors 24 came through a double to Pompey, uh, Kosi, and forward with the other tries. Johnson, four of four conversions. Interesting to see how the Warriors respond um, to this result after the cracking start to the year that they've had and... Uh, the fact that Tamari Martin now is gone for, if not the season, all but what they so, say. I, I saw, yeah, I saw they, rough. I saw they talking about the fractured fibula or whatever. But mm. they, they, I saw another thing saying that they, despite that, like the the recovery time for that's usually sort of like four to six weeks or something. Yep. But they expect him back for round eight, which would be no, absolutely Jesus, miraculous. Rock. Yeah, exactly. And and it's confirmed as a fibula. Yeah, fractured fibula. That's what I. Yeah, the comment. I yeah, sorry. The comments I heard was, yeah, he was not due, round eight like, next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck hell. Um, 
for the Knights, Lockie Miller had some um, some great moments after uh, a not so great moment defensively a week or so ago, and um, in the open field, I expected him um, when Dom Young took the twenty meter restart and and put him into space. Um, I expected Lockie Miller to, to basically pin his ears back and not be run down, but um, yeah, they they rounded him up. Um, obviously explosive speed off the mark, but over a hundred, they they rounded him up uh, nicely. Uh, look, let's be honest, the Warriors. I've I've been a big fan about how uh, they've gone about their business so far this year, and uh, but with all due respect, the Warriors deserve to lose after letting the worst player in the NRL score a try against them. Um, and the Kurt Man agenda continues. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one player I don't have an agenda against is Marju. Um, yeah. He's he's carving out a little a nice little spot for himself there at the uh, at the Knights. Um, he he had some moments at the Titans, but he's solid. He, I think he fits the way the Knights play quite nicely, and um, yeah, impressive the way you know he gets gets the ball back with with power and. Um, Strong finisher, like close to the line, he's, he's, he's tough to stop. Well, interestingly, I've just had a look here. Yeah. The biggest risk factor of a fibula fracture is low bone mass. Okay. So other, otherwise known as shunteritis. <laughs> right. But um, what it, in, in the leg, it's the, the skinny bone on the side of your, your tibia. Yeah. You made yeah. one. Um, everything here is saying that it's 12 to 16 weeks for a fracture. Well, That's what I heard. I'd, I'd say whatever they whatever they are, I, I, I guess it's a, how bad the fractures in the first yeah. place. But yeah, I yeah, think that's, that's true. I, but I, I would, I, would, I dare say that that report is uh, perhaps premature and, and optimistic from the Warriors' side. And a lot of it seems to be that they they stem from ankle rolls. Right, so oh, that okay. bone in your leg snaps okay. because it's had a lot of pressure put on it. Yeah, from okay. rolling from rolling an ankle. Or there you or go. Something like that. What do you know I'm, about 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 uh, about um, fractures there, Glenny? I mean, that, that, when you did, when you, you when yours? you did yours, how did you come back? How long did it take you to come back? Never. Uh, look, I was three at the time. Uh, I had a a small uh, concrete slab that formed part of a table that wasn't part of the rest of the fucking table that I managed to jump onto and it upended, landed on my leg. And uh, and snapped it, but I was three. I don't really remember much about it. Yeah, sixteen weeks, eighteen weeks. Uh, look, put put pretty early end to my uh, NRL career, if I'm honest. Yep. Cut it short right, before they, it began. They give you right. an LA gear moon boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where are we? Have we done socials on that? Social? No, we have not. Go for it. There we are, Devon Head. Glennie's favourite player, Kurt Mann, has done something no Tigers player has done this year. Score a try in a winning performance. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Like, keeps even coming before at me. that, they'd, they'd won a game. So that's something Tigers haven't done at all. Isaac, what a win. Live footy, how good. Give me some candles to set ablaze because no matter what happens with the Knights this season, I have these live wins in the memory bank. Also, Knights are above Manly after their wake-up call. Call the season here. Yeah, cool. It's the only chance you got. Daniel. Outstanding effort all year for the Knights so far. I've got to tell you, I'd finally given up on them after last year, but even with all the injuries we've had so far, as is the norm, we're actually still showing up and having a crack every week. The year is still young, but maybe AOB isn't that bad after all. Rick, 
fuck the Knights rule. Until next week, first the Panthers, RIP. <laughs> Super Grover. Knights fans handing out credit like Easter eggs. They beat a team that lost their 5 8 in hooker. And lost the speaking of hookers, I mean, they lost, they've lost their own for the season as well. Mm. With uh, Jaden Braley uh, yeah. rupturing his uh, ACL and tearing his meniscus. Oh, and fuck. so he missed just about all of uh, 2020 with ACL. Did his, Achilles, to win. did his Achilles last year with only um, yeah. eight games played. And uh, yeah, now he's uh, gone for the rest of this season. So uh, That's tough to come back from. Yeah, he's trying to it. fight it out with Ponga to see who the biggest biscuit is in the club. It, it is interesting. And, and I've said it before. I don't understand why all these fucking players aren't over getting like cadaver tendons and stem cell shit. And yeah, yeah. All of that stuff. It just... Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's against um, NRL policy. There you go. On to the next game. The final game. The West Tigers. They uh, took on the Parramatta Eels. And uh, regrettably for them, why isn't the scoreline fucking updated to the final scoreline? Sorry, the scoreline I'm looking at here is... Uh, Tigers won 40 incomplete. to 6. The, Tiger, the Tigers lost. What was it, 28 to 22? It was. End? I think from memory. Mm. Um, I, don't remember all, I don't remember all the try scorers then. Um, I know Gutho, Penasini, Bryce Cartwright... Who was that last try that they that they scored that broke the fucking hearts? Was that Sivo? Sivo, yeah. It was. I think it was Sivo, wasn't it? it yeah. Was. And then uh, Moses with the uh, conversions, the Tigers, their tries came through. Fuck, Star Lord got the first one. Who else scored? Glennie? Junior got. Did he get one or two? Naden scored and then hurt himself. Naden, Naden scored and yeah. killed himself. Um, <laughs> killed himself. Fuck. That's a bit rough. Look up, Lou. I need to. I need a. Hang on, another, I'm getting there. I'm getting another there. source. Just, just saying. Of uh. But um, we did a game compared uh, to the second half of this one. Yeah, and, Kapoa, uh, the Starford, uh, Starford Toa, Kapoa, Brent Naden, Junior Tupo. Right. Dewey, two or four. Yeah, and uh, and Appy with one of the worst conversion attempts that we've seen in, in many, many, many. That was, that, that was my favourite time of the whole membersode, that 45 seconds where he was like setting it up and there was nothing from us except making up like what was said for him to take that fucking conversion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, fair to say he's not the he's yeah he's not the best. Well, I mean, he tried, do, he, he tried he to pass tried off. To play, he, he tried to do the, the he, he tried to do the big dick leadership, yeah. take responsibility. Moves. Threw, threw the grass in the air. He's like, I know what I'm doing, cunts. Oh, I got this. Right. He, he went through all the stuff he saw Daryl Halligan do on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> And the pro and and the, the yeah, and uh, he's although he did look like a round the corner kicker, he kicked it more like a like a like an old toe stabber, and yeah. it uh, wasn't great. Glennie, we've lived we've lived through this game already, but um, we did you know probably one of the better performances, best performance of the Tigers this season. Look, uh, we looked interested, so there's that. Um, well, no, statistically speaking, I actually saw a report today. Fuck me, I think it was rugby league eye test, but. They've they've developed a formula where it takes the inputs like you know the the possession the completions the um, the, the errors and lack thereof penalties all that, you know tackles missed tackles and all that sort of stuff mm. and brings out an expected scoreline based on the those inputs that um, if things happen you know and the expected scoreline for that game based on those inputs was twenty four ten victory to the West Tigers. <laughs> Fucking hell. But they still found a way to lose. Yeah, it's what we do. 
Um, I'll tell you what I'm finding interesting this season. If you go to the NRL website, you go to the stats after the game, you can yep. see time in possession. Right. Which really puts things into perspective. The Tigers, now, you know, an 80-minute game, and we obviously don't turn the clock off for, for all stoppages. Yep. So there's obviously downtime throughout the game. But the West Tigers were in possession of the football for 30 minutes and 20 seconds of that game. Right. Out of 80 minutes. And what, what about then? What was the other... the other Parramatta? Yep. 22 minutes and 41 seconds. Yeah. And and ultimately, what came down to was simply the execution of Mitch Moses when the, yeah. the low opportunities that the Parramatta Eels did have, they scored, you know, tries from kicks and, you know, Moses kicked them to death. Yep. Yeah, I think the, the first half, um, or certainly halfway through, <clears throat> Parramatta have... Um, I think they had six, six to eight tackles in in Tigers twenty and scored two tries for you know for twelve points. And the Tigers had had in excess of twenty tackles in Paris twenty for zero points. So um, that's telling, and I think it speaks to their their lack of execution and um, in that red zone. And yeah. look, it goes from bad to worse. Obviously, um, we've got the bye, and then we've we've got. Manly and, and Penrith. Dewey's done his ACL again. That's three in the same knee now. So yep. you've got, you're starting to have concerns over over how a guy comes back from that. Um, it's, you know, when the strength to his game is, is his running game, uh, I, I, I've got concerns there, um, which means obviously now we've got a, a halves combination of, of whoever plays six or seven is is probably irrelevant, but you've got Wakeham and, and Brooks now in the halves, um, which, I mean, doesn't fill me with excitement. Um, but I've said in some of, you know, over the last few years, they, they've had performances, losses, and, and the odd win where they haven't really looked like they wanted to be out there. I, I can't say that about this game. I thought, um, you know, the... The forwards are coming onto the ball. They, you know, the the attacking fluency, if you can call it that, was was pretty ordinary. But you know, it took Naden, and we mentioned it in the member side, um, it took Naden to start steaming onto the ball and and making some meters, and then guys like Kapoa and and Tupo um, sort of followed suit. I thought Tupo had a great game. Um, I think he could be legit. First, I, I think if you game. put him in like a in, in like the Roosters or something, he'd be probably a star. Yeah, <laughs> like I think he's legit. I think he has the ability to be legit good. I'm um, not sure about the flick pass when you've made a break and you're coming, you know, you're 25 meters out from your own line, um, coming back to you know to give yourself a chance to win the game, and he, and he makes a break and then tries to throw a, a flick pass and turns the ball over. Yeah, but look, there are lots of Tigers players who <coughs> had great, who had great games and um, you know did had you know that were sullied by singular moments of, mm. of absolute ridiculousness. For example, Charlie Staines' best game he's had for the Tigers by mm. far, I thought yeah. overall. But you know. Sully by that one moment where they did have the dropout when they were, you know, what just behind or tied up? I can't remember. They were close. I mean, was it tied? no two was behind, it two, two behind. behind, yeah. And uh, and the, they it was a kickoff, they, right? Or was a drop off? Drop it, was, it was a drop. It was a dropout, and they and they kicked it to him right out on the sideline, sort of you know a meter and a half, two meters in from the sideline, angling towards the sideline, and he sort of made a play on it, and dropped it, and uh, the Tigers got the ball. For, sorry, the Eels got the ball that set, and that's when Sivo's try to put the game out of reach mm. happened. 
Yeah. Mm. So, look, we move on. Owen six. And looking forward to the buy. And yeah, well, I mean, we'll have a preview for that later in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, if you're a gambling man, Tiger's now paying $501 to win the comp. So the more you put on, the more you get back. The more you put on, the more you lose, I believe, Lenny. That's a very negative outlook, Nathan. Let's have some positivity now from the socials. Winston, he said, like watching two chromey kids trying to rape each other. Only Wests would lead in every stat but still lose. You could not do a more tigerous thing if you were on the tigerous day of your life and had an electrified tigerous machine. Thomas. <laughs> he said the eels almost fucked us, the listeners, but in the end, they summoned up the courage to limp past the wooden spooners. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> Stuart. The Tigers have two strategies they need to choose from. Either cut out the errors or learn to defend them. That could be said about probably four other teams in the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus. I bag him almost every week, but if all the Tigers put Stain's effort in, they walk it. Tigers had some decent build-up play at times, but are missing that last piece. The man flying onto the ball on the right line. Moses didn't get much wrong, but I wouldn't be busting the team's finances to keep him based on that performance. Ricky. Probably has never been mentioned, but I think we may have chosen to keep the wrong half back six years ago. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naden scores a try and hurts himself. Most tigerous thing ever. Uh, and we'll give the final word of the show to Shane, who said, uh, simply, it brings me joy. Fuck you, Glennie. Wow. There you go. That's, um, that's a little hurtful. I'm just out here trying to fucking give you entertainment for a few hours a week. And you got to run at me <laughs> like that. That's us. Okay. Uh, Sharks had to buy. Now, uh, moving on to the next episode the Wednesday episode <laughs> that you're getting uh, the second part tonight and uh, look new stuff is there anything particular you want to talk about I mean we did speak about we did allude to uh, this situation with Griffin and you know it's been going a couple of weeks now that you know he's sort of had, has to reapply for his position and they've told him that they're going out and they're interviewing <coughs> and they're going to create a shortlist of candidates interview the interview that shortlist and then make a formal decision on their coaching future for the, for the side um but yeah, Ben Ben Hunt was questioned on a potential coaching change, and he said that uh, Griffin has been here for a couple of years now, and we are building in a direction I believe is the right direction. I believe if you take away your coach and bring a new one in, it's going to start that cycle again. And to be honest, I don't have the time to start it all again. I'm getting to the back end, and I'm not really keen on starting fresh. They then uh, asked a supplementary question about whether Griffin being sacked would cause him to reconsider his future. You would definitely have a think about it and reassess, maybe. But my biggest thing at the moment is trying to win games. Blah blah blah. I tell you, do you know who? Who, if if I heard that news, would be lobbying that fucking hard for Ben Hunt? Would be Russell Crowe. He he's the missing piece in that South side to instantly turn them into Premiership favourites. I'd say. That's fair. But uh, also fuck the dragons. Um, yeah, and their fans. I look, should, should go back. I don't like the fact that in the modern game, because players' contracts are so, you know, watertight, and you can't ditch players for poor performances, it just can't be done. What, what do you do? You drop them down to Reggie's, and you get a fucking up upcry because you you're wasting all that salary cap money. There's no dispensation from the NRL on poor performance. There is absolutely nothing to do to protect clubs from that. And 
coaches are an easy mark. And I've I've lived through some fucking terrible coaches. Indeed, the I've, coach that we're talking about right now. I've lived through Hook. Um, lived through the fucking tail end when Matty Elliott lost his fucking marbles and had sense in the fucking office. Um, but it's it's just become the the easy way now to just oh we're going to fix everything and get a second coach. I can certainly relate to a te- to you know a team that likes to sack its coach. Um, I found it interesting to hear, and and the source is Paul Kent, so you you, you may have to take it with a grain of salt, but um, take it with the Dead Sea. Yeah, they, the Dragons don't have a recruitment guy. You know, there's no. I, I just find that you know is that all up to Griffin as well to to basically approach, um, you know, make necessary adjustments and, and recruitment decisions single-handedly and, and take them to doust for, for final sign-off. I, yeah. You know, whilst he's trying to, you know, formulate game plans, you know, before that pre-season training, um, I don't think he's a great coach without all of that. Putting that on him as well... Um, Certainly setting the bloke up to fail, which, you know, I'm here for. It's the Dragons. But, um, yeah, that's... If you're a Dragons fan, first of all, I feel sorry for you. Second of all, I think you're a cunt. But that's got to be concerning to hear Ben Hunt, who is legitimately head and shoulders their best player, um, on, you know, a million dollars a year or whatever he's on, to... Look, I respect Ben Hunt for actually having that position and having the stones to say that publicly, and and stand behind Griffin, because um, not not many players will do that. But and and who who fucking knows? It may all be smoke and mirrors, and he can't fucking stand him and hopes that he gets sacked. Mm. But he's not a big enough cunt to get out there and yeah and actually knife the guy in in a public forum. Yeah, that could very well. I, I feel it's it's a fair fairly honest assessment of the position he's in in his career as well but um you know there's there's some qualified I, I just find it interesting that a Dean Young or a Ben Hornby or a Jason Riles or a combination of them couldn't be on you know more of a serious support staff to to give Griffin you know and basically assimilate into the role in in the coming years and you know, help the bloke out. They're, they're going to have a fair amount of pull given their history with the, with the club and their, their careers there um, to, to have some pull with the playing group and, you know, have, play their role in appeasing the fan base as well. So um, they seem hell-bent on ushering Griffin out the door, but I, I don't know if what comes next is certainly in the in the short term is, is going to be a whole lot better. Right. Um, any other news you want to talk about? Just quickly, the Dolphins have signed um, Max Plath, who is the son of John Plath, Broncos uh, super sub, and uh, and th- and there's nothing particularly notable about that. That um, I mean, he is in the Broncos system, so they are sort of stealing him away from his, uh, you know, his heritage club. But uh, some someone that we know who's in in on these things. Apparently, John Plath gets blind, drunk. And uh, waves his rings around and sort of says, <laughs> <laughs> gives him the how many premierships have you won <laughs> to his son, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, which I thought was, uh, was was pretty funny. I mean, 
you know, Plathy, come on, mate, you didn't win any of them. You didn't start. You didn't start the game in any of those fucking premierships you won. But you know, <laughs> fair play to him though. He do, he does have two and a half of them. So, you know, I'll, I'll give credit where it's due. The man got certainly more premierships than um than a lot of good players get. So, yes. Oof. So, so yeah, credit where it's due. Uh, are there any other news stories you want to talk about? Um, there's a lot of injury stories. Like uh, today in training, kick out uh, Tori's pack. injury stories. So mm. to go on top of the eight weeks that they are estimating that it'll take the Fox to get back, the dog is looking at, well, you know, Peck's lengthy, you know. He's going to, he'll be back in, he'll be back this season most probably, but I mean, he's he's due for a lengthy time out. Mm. Um, the the Knights, you know, they've lost Jaden Braley. He's gone, as we mentioned, um, for the season. Uh and a bunch, a bunch of HIA business as well. I'll tell you what, the, H, the HIA stuff now with the 11 days, it's really, I think it's, 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 uh, it's changed the balance of the whole staying down for a penalty. Yep. Like the mm. risk reward balance. Because now, I mean, you know, you stay down for a penalty, you're going to get checked. Yeah. And if they, and, and, and if they think that, um, you know, if you, if you fail that assessment, if you're a dumb cunt that can't answer the questions whether you're concussed or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, injuries. Um, and, of course, Dewey, Glennie's mate, Dewey. Yeah. Gone again. ACL again. That's tough. Um, it is very, very tough. Particularly when you just started, you, you know, you'd had a game where he'd finally played well. And, yeah. Mm. Anyway, shall we move on to round seven? Yes. Let's go. Righto, so round seven, of course, the uh, West Tigers take on the bye. And uh, this is going to be a tough one for the Tigers because the bye do have the best defense in the comp. What are the, the ins and outs for the bye? Well, look, I don't think it really matters. Their team list is unchanged, Glennie. That's all I've got in front of me. Um, <laughs> the West Tigers, obviously, with injury problems. Um, they've had trouble scoring points, and the, and the bye are the best defense, but far and away the best defensive side in the comp, you know, with conceding zero points all season. Um, they have struggled in attack, though. So, you know, maybe the West Tigers are a chance. Look, probably not. If I was a betting man, I'd be on the buy. But um, you just encourage people to, to get on the Tigers at five hundred and one dollars. Yeah, that was a whole episode ago, man. <laughs> Campbell yeah. responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think of the shit you could buy, or whatever the slogan is. <laughs> what is it now? Um, now, moving on to the real games. If you win, maybe you can buy some new kids. <laughs> now uh, the. Dolphins take on the Sydney uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. This one's happening at Suncorp Thursday night football. The um, Dolphins side, uh, Edric Lee is out. Jared Wallace to the bench. Uh, Farmer Sealy the bench. Robert Jennings comes in. Jesse Bromwich back in the front row. JJ Collins to the bench, and uh, Mark Nichols will go to the bench from the front row. The Rabbitohs side. What have we got? Uh, Tane Milne is out. Alex Johnson returns. Tavita Totola is out. Jai Arrow returns. Tough one, this one for the Dolphins. It's hard to go past the the Rabbits. It's really, for me, it's a matter of interest of how much the Dolphins' game plan can withstand. Yeah. Like what the final margin, you know. Wayne Bennett revenge game. There's a, there's a few storylines there, but... Um, there is. And, and to, that, to that note, they're going to be fairly well drilled on what Souths do because mm. Souths have changed exactly none since Wayne Bennett coached them. Yeah. Yep. Their playbook is still exactly the same as it was back then. And why would you change anything? Because it's fucking been working for them. It's perfectly yep. suited to their roster. <laughs> That's it. So um, I think the, the Dolphins would consider this one a, 
a, a victory in some sorts for them if they can keep it close for 40 minutes. Mm. Uh, but I don't see them beating South. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think they'll be competitive, um, much to your point before about, you know, um, their ceiling and their floor. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll be competitive. But, yeah, I just I just think there'll be some moments where it comes down to who's got more class and, and you can't go past the Rabbits. Yep, yeah, that's it. agree. Okay, the Sharks take on the Roosters in the first Friday game. The uh, It's happening at Reclaim Australia Stadium. The uh, Sharks have lost Toby, Toby Rudolph, I think, for about three months with a foot injury, I believe. Uh, Finucane's out as well. Uh, Wade Graham comes into the bench. Oregon, Oregon Kafusi to the bench. Uh, Thomas Hazelton to the bench. And uh, Cameron McInnes goes from the bench to lock. And Royce Hunt goes into the front row. The Roosters side. Turpin is uh, to the bench. Corey Allen, oh, sorry, Turpin's out. Corey Allen's out. Fletcher Baker's out. Uh, Teddy comes back. Uh, White comes to the bench, Lodge to the bench, and uh, Manu will go back to centre, and which will push Drew Hutchinson to the bench. Bruce is, um, yeah, weren't fantastic last week. Sharks coming off the bye. I expect a bounce back from the Roosters. Yeah, I, I, I think the Sharks at home uh, will be will be quite strong and. Um, they probably play a certain game, a, a style of play that um, matches up nicely against the Roosters. Tedesco back is is big. Um, huge. I just, I'm going to tip the Sharks. I, I actually don't mind what the Sharks are doing at the moment. And, um, you know, a little bit fresher coming off the bye um, at this early stage of the season can't hurt. Um, yeah, I, I think the Sharks will tough out a win here. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Glenny. I'm with you. I, th- I think the, the the Roosters were exposed on on their edges, and the Sharks have just got so much fucking athleticism out there. Have a mistake in or ten in them as well, in in those positions. But yep. but yeah, there's just so much fucking firepower out there, and Nico's just been absolutely pulling the strings. Well, in one game, though, that's a, this is the thing. I mean, they haven't been setting the world on fire. And he did have a terrible back. game against Cronulla. That that was more Sean Johnson suddenly realised he liked rugby league. But, um, yeah, Sharkies. That's Sean Johnson revenge game. Um, the Monty Manly Eagles take on the Melbourne Storm at uh, Brookvale Oval, the Battle of Battle of Brookie version fucking 12 or however many it's been. Version, um, who cares? <laughs> well... Let me tell you, mate, it's one of the fucking iconic moments of rugby league. I'm sorry that West Tigers only have a fucking losing a fucking oh, fuck. game that went forever by... Yeah, whatever. Oh, Benji Marshall threw a flick pass in a grand final about the same fucking time. No one cares about that either. Shut well, up. no, they don't because fucking flick pass, who fucking cares? I mean, Gidley's been doing it. He threw a hundred of the cunts. Big fucking deal. Seen it all before. Two two overrated cunts. It's if it had it happens in the car park at Brookvale Oval fucking nineteen times every week, even when Manly aren't playing. And all of a sudden, this is an iconic moment of rugby league. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Benji Marshall's flick pass is exactly as influential on history as Reese Walsh's flick pass when he was over the try line last week. (laughs) (laughs) But enough about the Tigers. Let's talk about Manly. And how many right, points okay. they're going to lose by in this game? 
Yeah, lots of lots of uh, lots of outs in this one. Ruben Garrick, you know, the aforementioned HIA, he's out. Uh, Carl Lawton to his shoulder, I think, which is a new injury for him. But I mean, being injured is something that is probably his best attribute as a player, or certainly his most uh, common attribute as a player. Uh, Kepi has been benched, so um, Ray Vega, Ray Tumalo Vega, comes in finally getting his opportunity in the side, and uh, I have a feeling that once he's in, if he go, if he goes all right this week, I think he'll he'll whoever comes back from injury like you know, Tua Pilotto and that I think they'll have trouble dislodging him because he's been waiting for his opportunity for a while and he does fucking kill it um, Toff Sipley excellent form in for uh, Blacktown he finally gets his chance on the bench Woodsy also excellent for Blacktown he gets his chance on the bench maybe um, KO Weeks goes to the bench back to his 14 position Cooper Johns goes back to the 5'8 while Grimace is injured Grimace is there in number 22 as an extended bench so I wonder if he's a a chance of a late call up or whatever, but I guess we'll find out, you know, closer when they have to cut. You call him Grimace down. because he's shaped like Grimace, or because Cause he's, he's always because f- he's a fat cunt. That's why. Okay, no fair I assessment. Can, I, I can't. I can't tell you. How, I can't tell you how off him I am. He's a purple teardrop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a he's a fat purple cunt that, that is, is is too associated with McDonald's food. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> And one of the things that, that I love, one of the things I'm looking forward to this season is the advent of the fucking Gordon Chan Kum Tong era. And he's in 21. So it's his first uh, appearance, I think, on the extended uh, squad for a game this season. And hopefully that he can, the sooner he can get that up to a 14 or a 9, the fucking better it will be because he is fine. He is the, the one, the, the hooker that we've been waiting for that plays more in that style of, you know, like Fainu Appy and, uh, you know, fast, fast speed, running threat, etc. The Storm side, Nick Meany is out. Um, so Pezzett comes in to 5-8 and that will shift Cameron Munster to fullback for the game. Interesting. There was a time when people were saying that, that fullback was his best position. I mean, surely his form over the years in five eighth has surely his form in five over the years has put that debate to bed. Surely, but I mean, look, I think the Storm are better with him in the halves. Hundred percent, especially when you've got Anderson and and Wishart, obviously more of a half as well. But you got those guys in eighteen and twenty, respectively. Um, Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a strange one. I'll, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll have a good game, but you just why why take away from that combination that we saw the the benefit for the storm last week with um, with him and Hughes. Um, there Pez, must just be an Pez absolute not lack even the of best confidence. player in his family. Yeah, there must there must just be an absolute lack of confidence in any of those other outside backs, like someone like Coates or whatever, to be able mm. to drop back and yeah. You know, do the do the job. So because they are, they are. I feel like they're significantly weakening one aspect of their side that's really fucking clicking. Yeah, exactly. Like, and right. look, I'm 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 here for it. I mean, mean he's been. I mean, I mean, it feels weird to say, but I mean, he's been really good for them in the absence of Pappenhausen. Mm. Um, so they will miss it. They will miss him. But then they've gone on and weakened one of their better positions. So, um, yeah, as far as guys that. taking advantage of an opportunity, Nick Meany is uh, somewhere near the top of the list. <laughs> Both is. Nick Nick Meany and Remus Smith losing games hand over fist <laughs> by the doggies. Yeah. <laughs> they come down the storm and fuck you know what? They're actually players. Yeah. They can actually yep. play the game a little bit. Um look, I I don't know how much they can fix in a week 
I mean, this. I guess the the benefit of this week is that the changes and the outs aren't happening during the game and aren't ha- um, thrust upon them just before the game. Yeah. Um, so the, there is that in that favour. But I don't know. I like the fact that I like that Kepi was dropped because it means, unlike the Des era, it means that there are consequences and p- positions in the side aren't safe. Um, so while I do like that, I think that you know he was probably. I was surprised that he was he was the guy that was dropped. To be honest, um, but we I think the fight. benefit is for Manly that they're not playing Penrith again, so the score won't be as bad. But I expect Melbourne to win thirteen plus. <clears throat> Manly going to shock the fucking world this week. Oh fuck! Listen, Craig Bellamy's old. The He's position of guy it. that says shit like that has already been filled on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, th- think, thinking about me. And we've said it a couple of times that there are so many careers that were unfairly tarnished by being a shit team, mm-hmm. especially with young guys coming through. There's a um, a section on uh, Bill Simmons does a, a podcast. We call it the Redraftables, and they go back in time and they look at the NBA drafts year, yeah. year on year on year, and essentially redraft. You know, if mm-hmm. we no, if we knew then what we know now. Who, who would go where? So Ben Simmons they... doesn't get claimed at all in that year, I suppose. No, he fucking, <laughs> he fucking doesn't. Um, but it's stuff like, you know, if in, in the year where there was Iverson and Kobe, do you still take Iverson one or do you take Kobe? Yeah, look, I, then, I like Iverson, but obviously you, you, would, you do want Kobe, right? I mean, and, like... and then that's... That's the thing, you know, what does that mean going forward? Well, that butterfly flaps its wings, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, t- you take Iverson and then you take fucking Nowitzki the next year and then you win five championships. Yeah, but <laughs> but this is that thing. It doesn't it, That doesn't mean that Iverson ends up in LA. No. Yeah. With, with Shaq, it means Iverson ends up in Charlotte. Mm. You know, and they sort of, they play out all this stuff. Fuck me, there'd be some fascinating sliding doors moments or, you know, NRL multiverse. Yeah. Where, where players that just sort of nev- never quite got there or coaches ended up at different positions or, or... players players leaving their junior club you know leaving their junior club in the in the yeah. lower grades before they get their chance to debut and then yeah. went on to great things or you know things you know shit like that as well yeah that's it it would be absolutely fucking given that we don't have a draft in the NRL thanks for nothing Terry Hill yeah fuck it um yeah I don't know like there'd be there's, there's so many kids that are, like and yeah the the obvious one at the moment. You imagine Luke Brooks, if after if after three years he was cut loose and pick up picked up as you know Origin cover by the Melbourne Storm, yeah, and did a did a Sean O'Sullivan under fucking Cooper Cronk for five years. Mm. Or maybe Brooksy yeah. got unleashed down there and fucking ended Cooper Cronk and Cooper Cronk ended up playing in England or something. There you go. <laughs> Fuck, that got dark. That surely is the darkest let's, timeline. Let's try and make it. Let's try and make it <laughs> hey, realistic. Hey, if, you if, if, you, if you don't want to fucking cause the ripples, don't let that butterfly flap its wings. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Right. Um, I forgot what we're doing. Oh yeah, that's right. The Warriors are taking on the North Queensland Cowboys at um, Mount Smart Stadium. What do we got? Tamari Martin, with the aforementioned lengthy. No matter what the Cuzzies think. <laughs> Uh, leg injury uh, Wade Egan is out as well that's tough Freddie Lussick comes in Torhu Harris is a big in for the Warriors um, Curran will go to the bench from the second row Jazz Tavanga goes lock the bench Bailey Sirenan to the second row Dylan Walker goes to 5-8 covering the loss 
The uh, North Queensland Cowboys, uh, Brendan Elliott's out. Uh, Griffin Neem is out. He had some injury, like some a crack to his, like his, his trachea or something. Oh. And uh, that he was hospitalized for. So he's out. Uh, Murray Talongi comes in on the wing and Nanai into the second row. It seems strange to say with, with Egan and, and Tamari Martin out um, and, and aside running Dylan Walker at six, but... Actually, it's not like he's unknown to the No, situation. no. I mean, he right. has done it, though, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm really not impressed with the Cowboys. And, and so far this season, I know um, it was off the back of inclusions in, in no small part to, to those two players that are now out for the Warriors. But I'm going to give the Warriors the benefit of, of reasonable doubt and um, at home and, and tip them over the Cowboys. Yeah, for me, the it's the the home venue, yes, and the current form versus the outs that they have from their spine. Mm. Yeah, um, Cowboys weren't up last week at home. Yeah, so the th- the thing is with the with the um with the Warriors side, like if Tamari and and Wade were in the side, then I'd have no fucking question whatsoever about tipping them to win this game. Yep, I feel like those outs, which are significant outs, kind of balance it yeah make the match more evenly poised sort of an anyone yep. can win situation I mean and the Cowboys I, I, have got to start fucking well, winning right I think as well though that the the injuries they have like obviously Tamari Martins is is severe in terms of time yep but Egan's not and his isn't even really an injury he's out for, for protocols hmm. so he'll still be around them this week he'll still be part of training probably won't take part in any contact but but this is a speed bump for them, not a mountain. And I think the way that the Warriors have been this year, showing that resilience on the field, I think they'll be fine. Mm. Right. I think we've given you know Bennett a lot of credit, and rightfully so, for what the Dolphins are doing. But Webster is, is, is doing a fucking cracking job. Yeah, Fuck he's, doing, he's, he's doing an incredible him, job. He? Yeah, he, he is really him. is. Yeah. He's the, he's yeah. the, he, he might be the, the first Penrith lower grades coach or, or assistant to kick on. Yeah. I mean, think okay. about it. We had Trent, debacle. Seraldo, debacle. Fucking old mate, what's his name that was at the Titans? Debacle. Yeah, but again, here comes that question. How many coaches could you have put in charge of the, the fucking thoroughbred funded Broncos teams and won premierships? How many, how many coaches could you have put in, in with, oh, maybe not those, some of those storm teams, but, like it's not all the coach, the surroundings yeah. and the situation. Yeah, especially with Penrith, given the relationship between the coach and their best player. <laughs> Correct. That's it. So. Yeah, when the when the when the when the the halfback lives under the constant fucking threat of being grounded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a powerful dynamic. Uh, look, I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to jump in on the Warriors. I, I hope they can get it done. I think this one's going to be closer than we think, though. Um, the Newcastle Knights take on the Penrith Panthers uh, in Newcastle. Uh, Jaden Braley is gone for the season. Tyson Gamble comes into 5'8", and then Phoenix Crossland will move from 5'8 to hooker. The Panthers side, no changes. No notes. Knights get their 50 this week. Yeah. Ruling them out to be the third side ruled out of the uh, premiership this season. Lovely. Kurt Manston inside. I hope, and I hope all you, I hope all you Knights listeners, I hope you all go to that fucking game, and I hope your kids fucking drop their ice creams and fucking cry themselves asleep. Wow. Oh. Credit denied. <laughs> Sorry, Glennie, I interrupted Ouch. you. Please go. No, ahead. I was going to say, Kurt, Kurt <laughs> Manston inside. 
Panthers by 70. <laughs> the Titans take on the Broncos down at Hope Solo Coliseum. This one's happening on our Saturday night. The Titans side, Sexy Boy is out. Kieran Foran returns. The Broncos, Flegler is out. Motherfucker scores, scores a winning try and they're fucking done. Well, it's, yeah, there's this, it's the hierarchy, concussion. isn't it? I mean, oh, is he out? Concussion. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, they'd have been dropped. But, but, it's a, but it's a hierarchy, too, though. I mean, you've got the guy you paid all the money to to play 5 8. I mean, when he comes back from injury, he comes into the side. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, that much makes sense, but fuck, there's there's no space. You know, if it wasn't a concussion, there's no space in Sean the team. Sean, Sean, Sean O'Sullivan had some fucking good games too when he was deputising for, for Nathan Fair. Cleary, but when he, got, when he wasn't injured, he came back in, right? It's just the way it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a hierarchy. Um, the Broncos, Flegler is out, Kobe Hetherington is in, and Corey Jensen will move from bench to the front row to cover Flegler. Betting-wise, Broncos, heavy Red favorites. hot. Favorites. One of the heavier favourites of the weekend. Titans pushing three dollars. Broncos at dollar forty one after the way they played last week. Titans at yeah, home. Looking at here, I got a dollar thirty two playing three forty. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Who's that tab? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's points bet. It was yeah, okay. yeah, points bet. Yeah. Um, Titans coming off a a good win. Um, Broncos. Oh, I think they'll be very heavily focused on, on riding the ship and, and there were some elements to their game against the Raiders, albeit the Raiders did come out and, and ambush them and they were well and truly up for the contest. But I think the Broncos were a little bit tardy in 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 some areas which played into the Raiders' hands and um, I, I suspect they'll they'll tighten that up pretty quickly and and should should handle the Titans pretty comfortably. I would love to see the Broncos complete at greater than 70%, make less than 15 errors, <laughs> and miss less than 15 to 20 tackles. If yeah. they can do that, they'll win this game comfortably. Yeah. They haven't done it all fucking season except when they play Penrith. So, yeah, we shall see. They've been they've been getting away with very average performances, and whether it's a feature of their game that they can drag their opposition down to the similar level of performance through whatever they're doing, I don't know. But the Titans aren't it. No. Titans do a flogging. They deserve a flogging. Their fan base deserves a flogging. And uh, Mate, this weekend... This is sentiment like. I can get behind. Fucking yeah, hell. I'm feeling it's, go. it's fucking Glenny week. It's Glenny it. week. It's no I'm with you, man. I, I am with you, brother, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, t- and here's another Glenny week game. The Raiders take on the Dragons. The GIA. <laughs> the Raiders side. Rapanu is out. <laughs> Off through fucking Vesuvius head pissing. <laughs> um, Brad Schneider is out. And Peter Holler is out. Cottridge, or whatever he's pronounced his name. Or did he go back? He went back to Cottridge, didn't he? Sure. Did he not? Did he not? I I feel like he sort of went one way and then he sort of went, nah, and he went back again. Can I, on on that note, what's the official stance on fucking ex-Manly player, current Broncos player who busted his head? A piece of shit. No, no. What, what's the pronunciation on his... Oh, can I just oh, before... Like, Tapa U or something. I'm just going to say, that motherfucker's been dining out on Tapao Goes Kapow. Branded and, himself as t- hashtag Team Kapow yeah, for a fucking still, decade. But still has Kapow written on his mouth guard. Right. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. he, they're expensive. But, he, he, or he is it Kapao I mean, on, his, on his mouth guard? <laughs> He need he need to get a mouth the size of like Nathan Cleary or whatever to be able to fit it on on the new mouth. And, and I I understand there is that you know the, the history of well having to westernise things to feel accepted and and maybe that that was part of what he did to you know rename Kapow. But 
but yeah, m maybe it's not the classiest thing in the world to keep that up. Good on you for for telling us how to pronounce your name. More more of it. Well, I mean, and but... and I, like and this year for the first time, we actually had clubs making videos with that stuff, which yeah, is what we've great. been speaking about in the club on the sorry on the podcast for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah, that shit's fantastic. Um, and and I don't and and if if he had like a come to Jesus moment at the World Cup, feeling includes included you know, in his culture for the first time, you know, representing his country at the World Cup. Fuck yes. And that's what the, that's what the catalyst was. Fucking great. Always. Don't need cunts but, in the heads, all right? But... Keep throwing shit offloads. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure how those things are related to what we were discussing. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. <laughs> Hashtag team kakabata. It seems very agenda-driven. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, it is. I'm Speaking of agendas, fuck the dragons. Speaking of agendas, okay, so the Raiders side, um, they welcome back Kotrick. Jackie it comes back into the side, as does jo Joey Tarpane, which is a great in. Um, dragon side, Rabalawa is out. Murderous Frank Molo is out. Um, Tatao Moga returns, and uh, Zane Musgrove in the front row. West Tigers, great. Zane Musgrove. <laughs> uh, West Tigers, fucking... Ring of Honor, or what's the what's the fucking the VIP Hall of Fame old boys club for the West Tigers called? Cunts that come out into the media and smash the club. I there isn't there, there, there isn't one because no one qualifies. Um, fucking police! How fucking very dare you, sir? Who? Who? Stan Presty. Nope. <laughs> Who? Combined West, history. West West Tigers. Sam Presley. Sam Stan Presley didn't. Stan Presley. Stan Presley. Rugby League Elvis. Stan Presley did not fucking play for the West Tigers. No, man. correct. He but barely no. played for the Magpies. If I'm honest. Um, look, you'd have to have Benji Robbie. Nope. Um, Left to go to Union, and he's a failure as a coach. Robbie. Fuck, don't make me laugh. <laughs> Brett Hodgson. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> He might be the only one. Don't make me think anymore. My brain hurts. Hino was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair interview. Well, Chris Lawrence what, is all right. Why are we talking about the Tigers? They're not even playing this week. Let's talk about Hodge, the fucking Hodgson, Dragons. Hodgson, Hodgson and Gaddeth. They're the only two oh, in, the fucking, in, the, in the West Tigers. Brings a tear uh, to my Okay. Sorry. The Dragon side. <laughs> Row lower out. Murderous Frank Row out. Uh, Mongo Zane Mosgrove. Of course. That's, that's how we got there. West Tigers legend Zane Musgrove is in. Well, alongside other West Tigers legends such as Ben Murdoch Masilla, Jacob Little. Oh, Liz, uh, yeah, I mean, like he joined Moses other Sully, West Tigers legends. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Moses I Nembai. The, I forgot about the four weeks he was there fucking <laughs> sleeping asleep. This is how shit the team. dragons are. They thought, hey, I see what the Bulldogs I see what the Bulldogs are doing. They're just stealing all these Panthers players. We can do the same. Let's get all these Tigers cunts. Surely it'll have the same result. And you're right. Your club's a pack of cunts. Your fan base is a pack of cunts. And the Raiders, and fuck the Raiders too, and certain people in particular. You, so you, were going, you were going a certain direction, but you've had agendas yeah. about both these clubs through the year. Correct. But, um, you know, fuck the Dragons most of all. Uh, I, I like the Raiders in this one comfortably 10 points easily. I expect the Raiders to overcome the brutal murder of Jordan Rapiner and, uh, and get a win in his honour. Because Rapner goes hard, but I mean, he also, yeah, he can give away a penalty and. Demand's you know, an absolute fucking pest. Do, do, he's do a fucking a madness pest. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's got one of those faces. 
that yeah. when you just look at the guy, you just know that he's an yeah. absolute cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and, you don't, and you don't want a bar of it. Yeah. Yeah. He has like resting cunt face. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, or as and I now, like to call it, and now, the gears. And now it's his time of the month. <laughs> uh, right. Um, the dragon's comfortable. Uh, sorry, the raider's comfortably for me. Yes, I agree. Ten points. Ten points. I say ten. All right. The uh, eels take on the bulldogs. This one's happening on Sunday afternoon at uh, Combank Stadium. The Parramatta eels have lost Jack Murchie. They welcome back Junior Power, which is a great in. The uh, doggies have lost the fox. They've lost Harrison Edwards. They've lost uh, Kurt Morin. They've lost Jackson uh, Topene. They've lost Samuel Hughes to replace them all. And they've also lost uh, Kikau, of course. Uh, Kikau is named here, but yeah, no. Did a peck today. He ain't playing. Uh, yeah. Braden Burns, um, Tavita Pangai Jr. back. Uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner and uh, Jaden Ockenbaugh returns. Yeah, that's... that's. Where are they playing him? Paramount. No, no, where? Where are they playing Ockenbaugh? Oh, where are they playing? 15. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I think so, they're trying to shoehorn him say, into the back row. But. I think they're yeah. trying to... I, I think someone at the club, maybe Gus, thinks he's Jamal Idris. Which well, is... Which, which is dangerous. Yeah, when, he, when he came in... And, was, trying, to, and, trying, to, and trying to just yeah. Uh, yeah, jam him in there. Um, Look... I think the Eels should have this comfortably. The Bulldogs want to bitch about their injury toll. There's your excuse. Congratulations. It's a moral defeat. Yep. It's just the injuries. It's not because your coach is shit, your team's shit. Your fan base is shit. Oh, yep. Wow. All the people you could morph into, mate. I'm not sure me was the great choice. It's fucking Glennie Week. I told you. It's Glennie Week. I'm here for it. You made like me it. this way. Okay. Under threat of death. <laughs> no, I didn't... Look, I just said, I hope you die. I didn't say I was going to kill you. Yeah. Stand by every word I fucking said. It was implied. <laughs> it, was wish, <laughs> it was wished for and prayed yes. upon. <laughs> yes. Um, look, honestly, I think the Eels, I mean, their baseline, they've lost some, you know... All of their losses have been close losses. This one is going to be their most comfortable win. Yeah, I think they are going to begin the game. The first half is going to mirror what happened last week in terms of scoreline, but in terms of the run of the pl- run of play, I think the Eels will be smarting from the the performance last week. Although they got the two points, I think that yeah. the way that the Tigers handled them mm-hmm. is 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 going to be like a you know somewhat of a sore point and a, you know, almost insulting to them. And so I think they're going to come out, and especially with uh, you know a guy like Junior Paolo to to you know spearhead them. I think that they're going to be up convincingly at halftime by um, two tries plus, and they're going to go on with it because the dogs cannot play for eighty minutes anyway. They're yeah. going to take they're going to take the best sixty the dogs have got, smash them in that, and then go on with it for their most comprehensive win of the season. And I say this to someone that fucking hates Parramatta Eels, but that's what's going to happen. Agreed. Yes. Thirded. <laughs> Boom. All right. So there it is. Episode 510, the combined episode. And uh, there it is. Fucking. As always, con- this week in league. The conjoined episode. The conjoined uh, This week in league.com forward slash links. 
Uh, you find all our socials and everything like that. Uh, tell you what, I'm having fucking trouble this year getting onto our our very long term. In fact, the entire history of the show over a decade supplier for the garments like the the hoodies and whatnot. So, Oof. so much so that I am considering perhaps that we may need to consider our options and uh, take Is this, this. Our, our our place in the valley. Yep. Ooh. So, I'm uh. I can't hold things up. I've been waiting on them for some stuff for the Patreon stuff as well. Not and I'm yeah, I'm not um not a happy customer at the moment. After years and years and years of stellar fucking service. Yeah. So I'm thinking and I want to get the hoodies up and things like that because today this morning was the first morning it was cold enough. I was like, Oh fuck, here we go, hoodie season is a coming, so I wanna get them up. So I may I may need to. I mean, the supplier that we go to is going to have to have access to the same brand of garments we use because um, they're the only ones I will use. And um, but yeah, just a little but bit. We'll, of... we'll take we'll take this offline. But you've spoken. To, have you tried to speak to the person that we both know? They seem to go through people quite a lot. Um, the person that the person that we know is harder to reach now because there's several layers. I think they're just this, with the growth. There's several layers of people between A and B now. So yeah, fuck. Okay. So so um. Oh, can again, it's fucking boring for the listeners. Can you yeah. text me his name and I'll dig up his mobile number? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. There you go. So, yeah. The that's air. basically fucking that, that, troubleshooting. Yeah. The only re- the only reason I say that is because like I want to get the hoodies up and everything like that, and I want to get those yeah. um and like the the Patreon stuff is being held up by this, so yeah. um I want to make sure that happens, and I just want to give people a little bit of insight into the delays. Um, but that's it. Fuck yeah. I'll give a shout out. We've got to uh, shout out to some new uh, new uh, patrons: Scotty, Davey, Luke, Matt, Christo, um, Rory. Welcome, thank you for your support, guys. And, I hope you uh, enjoyed Glennie's raw emotion. The problem is those games—they're not that raw emotion. Glennie is very philosophical. He's used to it. I'm the one that do, I'm the raw emotion. I, I I get invested in the Tigers winning for Glennie in these in these uh, game companions. And when they let me down, when they give me that sniff and open the door, and then they fucking don't, then they lose. I tell you, never. It, I've never been angrier than West Tigers game companions about results of games. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. And I'll uh, talk to you fellas on uh, Monday. Love it, us. See ya. Be good. Bye. See ya. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.